Good afternoon, Tuscaloosa. Good afternoon, Tuscaloosa, Internet World, downtown Northport, West Alabama, wherever you're watching the Joe Gaither Show, right here on YouTube, on Bama Central, on Facebook, on Twitter. I'm, I obviously am, a, and am Joe Gaither, and you're listening to us on Spotify, Apple Music, and on Amazon as well. And welcome, man. We're going to have a fun show today. First, we want to encourage you guys to make sure you're subscribed to the other Bama Central Broadcasting Network podcast. We've got our friends Blue Collar Unplugged, Blake Byler, Matthew Gibson, and Jacob Pickle bringing you all things Alabama basketball on Blue Collar Unplugged. So make sure you subscribe to those guys as they're getting ready for another episode. We're, what, 53 days away from Alabama basketball tipping off. But we are right in the heart of Alabama football season. And really, actually, it's a huge day for Alabama soccer starting their SEC season. Today, the soccer the, the ladies are taking on the Georgia Bulldogs over at the Alabama Soccer Complex. It's going to be a free ticket. So if you guys are not doing anything on Thursday night, you don't want to watch any NFL or bad college football, get over on University Boulevard, the Alabama Soccer Complex. You can get in and watch the Alabama Soccer Ladies, number seventh ranked team in the country, take on the Georgia Bulldogs in their SEC home opener. We're going to have a fun show today. I'm very excited about our program today. We've had some fun shows already this week. You heard me on Monday and Tuesday ranting and raving about the loss and kind of breaking down the loss from many different angles. We had our friend Roger Hoover join us yesterday on the program. Roger Hoover, from the voice of Crimson Tide Sports Network, joined us to talk really all things Crimson Tide, football-related, a little bit of soccer, a little bit of other issues. We talked about Eli Gold as well. If you missed that episode, you can hear it on Spotify. Apple Music, Spotify, Apple Music, and uh, and Amazon. You can watch it on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. Of course, you can follow me at Joe Gaither Six on all the social media accounts. Leave us your comments, your questions, queries, and complaints right there at Joe Gaither Six. But today we are going to welcome in some friends. We're going to welcome in my friend Brady Mitchell and one of his friends, Ansley Bowles. We're going to talk about the million dollar band. First, before we get going, Brady Mitchell had a recent birthday. Brady and I got a little connection connection in my last job. So we want to uh, welcome Brady and say happy birthday. We want to welcome Miss Ansley Bowles as well. And we want to get to know the Million Dollar Band. So we want to figure out what it takes to be a band member. Everybody thinks that you just show up on Saturdays and play your instruments and then you go home. But there's much more involved in that. I left the Naylor Stone Media Room yesterday at about 730 or so when I got there at, at you know 550 the band could be heard very very loudly very proudly playing and practicing so let's f- find out what it takes to be a member of the million dollar band Brady happy birthday sir great to see you and uh welcome in I appreciate it Joe it's good to be on your show once again absolutely Ansley how are you doing today thank you for your time today and welcome thank you so much I'm happy to be here Absolutely. We're going to have a, hopefully a lot of fun. Uh, we're going to have hopefully a lot of fun. My man, Thomas Paradiso, already chiming in, former Million Dollar Band member. I, I know we have many, many former Million Dollar Band members that watch and listen to the program. So I think we're excited about today's issue. Yeah, Thomas, uh, my man Brady is uh, one of the two guys. It's the it's it's baritone, though, right? That's the technical name for it. No, the true name for it is a sousaphone, but, you know, we don't really ever call them sousaphones. We just call them tubas. It's mostly because we can't spell sousaphone. <laughs> <laughs> That's a joke we like to make. Well, Brady's carrying the sousaphone all the way around, uh, all the way to all the SEC different venues. And, Ansley, you're a drum major. Is that correct? 
Yes, that's correct. I conduct the Million Dollar Band. Oh my gosh! So you are in charge. You're Brady's boss. You're everyone's boss. <laughs> well, I wouldn't say I'm everybody's boss, but I will say that hopefully, hopefully, I can get everybody started at the same time. That's the goal. That is the goal, and and really, uh, Brady is uh, my friend, but you're in charge, and so we want to hear from you. Really, the challenge. What's uh What's the biggest challenge? Wrangling the tubas, wrangling the sousaphones, and getting everybody on the same page. <laughs> You know, luckily, we usually don't have that big of an issue wrangling the tubas. They're decently self-sufficient. I got to say, it's, <laughs> they're, they're pretty fine. For the so, most part. Uh, yeah, for the most part. You know, I can always rely on them as a good team to uplift everybody. And everybody's got a good attitude. Well, yeah. And, and really, y'all are main, uh, really the main component of providing or getting the good attitude started on game day and getting the get good attitude going in Bryant-Denny Stadium. Not only in Bryant-Denny Stadium, you send, uh, you send different versions of the band on the road and different versions of the band into different venues. Uh, we get Coleman Coliseum and the like. Ansley, let's, let's, let's talk about what it takes to be a part of the Million Dollar Band. First, I mean, you obviously have to be able to play an instrument. You got to be, be inst- you, you got to be musically inclined. But really, from the high school level, if anybody, like everybody knows, oh, if I want to go play for Nick Saban, I, I got to put send my send my recruiting tape in. I got to go to uh, Tuscaloosa. I got to go to to football camps and this, that, and the other. How, how does a high schooler who's like, okay, I'm pretty good at my instrument. I march in the band wherever I am, whether I'm in Alabama or really any state. Uh, I want to be a part of the Million Dollar Band. What's the uh, first couple of steps to get into the Million Dollar Band? Absolutely. I would say that you start out by following our social media pages. Um, at UA Million Dollar Band on Instagram is a great place to get started. Um, usually there are a lot of updates posted about where auditions are held, you know, how do you send, submit an audition? How do you participate in the audition process? Um, you know, it's, it's fantastic. You know, there, there are several different ways that you can get involved with the million dollar band before actually being in the million dollar band. Um, I would definitely say you have to be disciplined about deadlines and about being on time. Showing up is half the battle. Brady, what was your path to get involved in the band? Yeah, you, you've been there. This is your second or third third season. This is my uh, third year. This yeah, is my third year. Right. So my path to the MDB might have been a little bit different than Ansley's. Ansley's actually a year older than me. But uh, so, so I, both of us actually had to go through COVID. But my whole audition process was through COVID. So the way that we did it my freshman year, that was the year that we went to Macy's. So it was a little bit more competitive. But we – Got on a Zoom meeting and we had a prepared piece that we practiced. And you get on there and you prepare a piece for the one of the directors, one of the operations directors, and then you give them a sight reading piece. So you they give you a piece of music you've never seen before. They give you about one to two minutes to study it, and then you just play it for them. And that really shows how well you can learn, how fast you can learn something, and your musical ability. Okay, and, and, and so I'm going to throw this question at Ansley. Okay, if you are a, a drum major, you obviously played an instrument before you led the band. What what did you play before you got elevated to drum major? Absolutely. I was a proud member of the mellophone section. Uh, I love that section. Uh, nice inner voice. And really, uh, what what what's how hard is sight reading? I mean, once you learn, you know, the notes on the on the page, this or that and the other. I was in a choir, so I, I kind of understand that. But for the people who aren't musically inclined, what's the biggest challenge? Uh, sight reading. I gotta say, with sight reading, it's mostly practice. Um, honestly, you have to practice looking at new things. You know, the same way that you would get really good at quickly solving math problems. It's the same thing. Um, it's it's an applied skill. 
Um, and honestly, just making sure that you break down everything step by step to make sure, you know, okay, am I breaking down the measure, you know, deep enough so that I can play well? Already, we are really, I mean, uh, we, we love the million dollar band and really you guys set the tone for game day. We'll talk about the game day schedule in just a minute. It's not just showing up at Brian Denny Stadium. It really starts way earlier and then uh, carries into the night. But before you get to game day, before you get to game day, oh my gosh, how hot is the Tuscaloosa summer? This summer was absolutely brutal. And really, uh, I, I had a guest on, what, last week? And he was at his first uh, He was at his first football game. And he was like, I couldn't understand how the Million Dollar Band members really knew where to go on the field before they got there. And, uh, you know, you spell out Bama one way, you flip it, you spell out Bama the other way. The elephant marches down the field and you all break into the Alabama A. It's formations and obviously it's discipline. Talk about, let's, let's, let's hear about the summer. We're about the summer process as my man Bruce. Got a guess, Joe. Yeah, Bruce usually put away, but uh, today the dog is at the vet, so Bruce gets to uh, be be a part of uh, be a part of the program. Um, but yeah, look, tell everybody about how challenging. Or one, you got to learn the steps. You got to memorize the steps. He goes, "Is there marks on the field?" I said, "No, there's not marks on the field. These people are mad. These people are crazy. They work their tails off in the summer in the heat. Oh, you can talk about the brutal Tuscaloosa heat just." Talk about how you get, you know, prepared for, you know, the first day, the first day of classes and getting really everything that goes into the summer. Yeah, uh, the MDB, honestly, your first year is the hardest. It gets easier as you go along, but you still have a lot of stuff you have to learn. Uh, the heat, this year's band camp was the hottest one I've been here for. It was, it was brutally hot. But the biggest thing that when it comes to practice that we – work on is that it's kind of like Nick Saban tells his players that you're going to rep it so many times you can't get it wrong. So we, we go out there and we just do rep after rep after rep after rep of, I mean, I might only move a foot that way and do that six times in a row, but now I'm really good at going a foot that way. And our, so our practice field has these black dots on it, on the yard lines and uh, every 10 yards. And it basically makes a grid so that we have an app that we use called UDB, which means Ultimate Drill Book. And we look at that, and we look at that grid, and we see where we need to be. Uh, for the most part, when we first learn drill, we don't have any instruments on. We don't play. We just learn the drill. And then you start adding things piece by piece. Uh, but when we're actually in a performance setting, we're on the field at Bryant-Denny or at uh, Jordan-Hare, wherever we are, wherever NFL stadium it might be, uh, we usually – so there are markings on the field in a sense. Your friend was kind of right about that and that we use the football field markings. So if I am – we call it splitting the hash. If I'm in between the two yard lines and the hashes right in the middle, you know, there's five hashes between each yard line. Right. Uh, I'm going to be in the middle of those. So that's called splitting. And if you're on – we call it on the dot, which is on your dot, but you don't have that dot out on Bryant Denny. So we – it's really just like I was saying earlier, it's repetition, doing it so many times till you really can't get it wrong. And while we're playing and performing, I'm not actually fully thinking about what I'm playing because you get that to be muscle memory. So you can just play it while you're marching and I'm more focused on my spots. And you, you use your eyes a lot. You're having to look around a lot of places. Like if I'm trying to get timing, I'll look up at one of the drum majors like Ansley. If I'm trying to fix the form, I'll look at somebody beside me with my eyes and not move my head and we just try and get that fixed. So it's, it's a, a constant process of adjusting as we keep going along. 
So, Ansley, what's the summer schedule? That obviously doesn't happen in one week. That obviously doesn't happen just right before you come into uh, the first day of, 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 of fall classes. What's the summer schedule like for the Million Dollar Band? So, our summer schedule is pretty intense. Um, we start two or three weeks before school begins, um, and we will have a leadership camp in which the whole leadership team gets together. We travel to the North River Yacht Club and we have a day where we just talk about leadership techniques, what to expect for the season, how our leadership team can get started off on the right foot to instill a positive environment for our members. Um, and then after a couple of days of that, camp begins, everybody arrives, uh, we get everybody registered, fitted for uniforms, they get all the gear that they need to be set up for success. And then our first day of camp, we get going. I mean, we're straight out the gate. We're, we're really busy right from the beginning. Um, our morning rehearsals begin at 8 o'clock in the morning. And then we stay pretty much in band mode until uh, 9.30, 10 o'clock at night. Um, <laughs> and so we do get long breaks. However, um, it, it's definitely intensive schedule. And, you know, we even rehearse on the weekends. We have shorter rehearsal days on the weekends, but um, the grind doesn't stop, you know, just because it's the weekend, the million dollar bands, like our primary function is the weekends. Um, so it's really good practice for us um, to keep continuing our process on Saturdays. Um, the rehearsals are long. Um, they're in three and a half hour chunks. Uh, and I mean, it, it is so efficient, you know, our, um, our time that we have with our directors is so valuable, especially once we start the beginning of the season, you know, our rehearsals move faster and faster. This more intensive and consistent time that we have with our directors is very valuable. And so you hit leadership and you, you guys talk about leader, leadership at the North River Yacht Club. So I ask you, Nick Saban, oh gosh, right before the season said, you got to know when to kick your players in the ass, when to, when to pat them on the ass and when to tell them nothing at all and leave them alone. Ansley, what's your leadership style as the drum, one of the drum majors with the Million Dollar Band? Well, um, I think what you mentioned about knowing uh, when it's appropriate to do things, I think that the best approach that any leader within our organization can have is to be an encouraging voice. Um, a lot of the art that we put together is developed by tough scrutiny from our directors, you know, and from each other and from ourselves, you know, and so I think that Anytime that there's an opportunity for you to say something nice to somebody, whether it is about the set that we did, the music that they just played, or just something about them, saying something nice to people and telling them that you are grateful for their work is so valuable. Um, we come to rehearsal and, you know, like we obviously don't get beaten up, you know, like, but sometimes there are more intense rehearsals than others. And I right. think that it's really important for leadership that is within the band um, to be able to step back and like kind of recognize, you know, like, this rehearsal may not be our best rehearsal, but there are people out here that are doing their best. So recognizing whenever people are putting in really, really good effort and complimenting people and making sure that you point out the good stuff, that's a good way to approach your leadership. I like that. I like that. Brady, you mentioned earlier that the first year is the most challenging year. So take me inside the mind of Brady Mitchell. Was there ever a time in that first year or, or in the last couple of years that you thought, oh, my gosh, I'm going to quit. I can't do this. Give me a time where you're like, oh, this is the most challenged I've ever been in the million dollar band. And this was my thought process and how I got through it. So the MDB to me is a lot of it's very rewarding. So you might be going through band camp and you're like, this sucks. Like it's, 
1030. It's already 95 degrees outside. You're like, how on earth can it be this hot and this early in the morning? But then you get to that first game. Like, I'll never forget my first game. It was in Mercedes-Benz Stadium against Miami. And I get out there for halftime, and I'm like, dude, this is insane. Like, I I came from a high school band that was 50 people. And to go into something like that where you're in this NFL stadium with 400 other people on the field, it's just something that you can't – it's hard to wrap your mind around. And we just had – you have more and more cool experiences as you go along that really – I mean, there are parts – even it's with anything. There's parts that suck about it, but there's – parts that are really good and the really good parts outweigh the parts that are bad in the MDB all the time. Like we went to Macy's freshman year uh, and I had really good leadership and support around me. My section leaders and the leadership team my freshman year was really good. It was good last year. And I mean, I want to pat ourselves on the back, but we're pretty good this year too. And <laughs> it's all right. That's uh, fine. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's really just about picking people up because like I'll see one of my freshmen this year and I'm like, I was in their shoes two years ago. And it's something that you can really, you can relate to them. You know how they feel. And it's a way to just saying, hey, we're going to get through it. It's, there's a lot better things that are going to happen. Uh, in the end, we're just going to have some fun. I love that. And so what was going off of Brady's question or Brady's answer about uh, playing in the Mercedes-Benz Stadium and going to Macy's Parade, what are some of the memories that, you know, when you are 45, 55, you, you've maybe got a family that you're going to say, this is what I did when I was in college and you'll be proud of. What are something that really stands out to you uh, from your experiences already in the Million Dollar Band? Oh, absolutely. I mean, there, there are countless amazing sure. memories that I've had, but I mean, I have to say, Probably my top memory ever was actually our first game, which was uh, Middle Tennessee University. We were playing them. Our first game, I got to conduct center podium for a pregame for the first time. And honestly, that was seriously like probably one of the top five moments of my life. It was so cool um, to see the band coming out there and they turn around and they're facing me. <laughs> um, that was that was just your emotions, like, your thought process on that day. You know you're going to be full, a center center podium. You know you're leading the band. Like take us through that whole kind of a couple hours before what you're feeling, what you're thinking. Yeah. Well, I remember being in high school and like I I actually read this last night. I was reading through like my old journals, um, my senior year going into my freshman year of college, and I was a drum major in high school. And I wrote about how sad I was going to be that I wasn't going to be a drum major anymore. And that I really hope that I made the million dollar band. And I wrote in 2020, in April of 2020, man, I really hope that someday I get to be a drum major of the million dollar band. And honestly, getting to the point where that was a reality for me um, was kind of the craziest thing. I, I would have never imagined that I would get the opportunity and the privilege to be here. Um, and honestly, just everything that was going over me, it was 100% gratitude. You know, like everybody put in so much effort for that moment, for that first game, to be able to put on a really killer show um, as our first impression, you know, with our fans that year. And um, I think an overwhelming amount of gratitude and just admiration for the artists that are in our program, uh, I think that was like my biggest takeaway from that day. Oh, I love that. I love that. Do you have any input on the halftime show now that you're uh, now that now that you're in leadership? Because the halftime show to me was 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 
brand new, brand, and and then obviously, uh, kind of superhero, Mission Impossible themed, and I I was up I was up in the top deck both both the first home games, and I thought this is cool. This they're doing a great job. Like you had me, you both had me sucked in. Like all right, this is we're, we're staying through these twenty minutes, and it was a great it was a great show, but both weeks. So do you have any input on what y'all are playing during halftime, or is that given to you from a from a higher level? I'm so glad to hear that you like the show. Um, I'm yeah, a it was great. Fan of this one too. Um, but no, unfortunately, I have to say, you know, something that I've always told uh, my colleagues in the band is like, I promise, you know, just as much as me being just a regular member as I do being on leadership team. Um, we, uh, you know, we, we get the privilege of having a little bit closer access to the directors. But, you know, I mean, we're still just regular members. You know, we're we're all learning together and I don't have any input, but I am excited for whatever's coming next because the directors, they're they're pumped up. I don't know what our next theme is, but I know that they're really excited about it. Well, the, fir- the first two weeks were very, very good. I'll throw a question to both of you guys. Brady, you go first. What are the favorite away stadiums that you've been in? Obviously, Mercedes-Benz is cool, but that's not really a true away stadium. What's the uh, favorite SEC or non-SEC away stadium that you guys have performed in? I'm going to give you two, Joe, and one <laughs> of them might get me shot. I, so, Neyland last year was really cool. Like – the atmosphere that they had there was incredible. Like, it, I had to wear earplugs the entire game because of how loud those Tennessee fans got. Like, I hate Tennessee with all of my life, existence, and my being, but they put on a good show, and it was fun. It, was, it wasn't a very fun trip because, you know, <laughs> I had to watch the field storming and watch them get off, and it was awful. But, honestly, it's a cool stadium. It's pretty big. Uh, they – were really loud. The Rocky Top when they're singing it. The first couple of times was really cool, but the next sixty times they did it was not very cool. <laughs> yeah, just get, it got kind of repetitive. But you know, my answer for that might change as we go along. Because I mean, we're going to Raymond James in two days, and we'll be at. I've been to Kyle Field, but not as a member of the band. Uh, my favorite NFL stadium that we've been to is probably the Superdome. I'm a little biased on that because I'm a Saints fan, but that Superdome, yeah, that Superdome is awesome. It. Uh, well, actually, the Superdome's a close second to, to Jerry World. I just totally forgot about Jerry World. When we went to Jerry World, my freshman year for the Cotton Bowl, that like that field was the flattest field I've ever been on. It like the turf there was incredible, and it's just huge. You get in there, you don't ever actually realize the true size of Jerry World until you're actually up inside of AT and T Stadium and seeing the six decks that they got. That was one of the coolest stadiums I've been in for that Cotton Bowl. The, the Dallas, yeah. they put on such a great event for the Cotton Bowl. Uh, I, I, you guys, uh, Ansley, you'll answer the question as well. What's your favorite away stadium? But I want you to elaborate. Y'all, When y'all go to places like the Cotton Bowl, y'all go a bit early as well. And, and don't, don't you have kind of events or things that you, y'all, y'all kind of get into, like just like the football team does? Yeah, so we, we when we left – freshman year for my freshman year for the cotton bowl we left at like midnight uh a few days before the game and we overnighted it until we got to dallas about 10 in the morning and they put us up at the omni hotel in dallas which is where the bands and the media stayed and it was i mean my room had a just a direct view of the dallas skyline it was incredible and we just had a good time and we went and practiced at flower mound high school in flower mound texas which is a little outside of dallas and we played at a pep rally, and we they took us out to main event, which is like a bowling and arcade kind of place where we just had some fun as a band, and 
really just had a good time. And the Cincinnati band was there too. I uh, got to meet some of those guys. They were pretty cool. Uh, but, you know, we didn't like them entirely that much. Ansley, <laughs> <laughs> what did you think about the Omni Hotel? It's the nicest hotel I've ever been in. What were you, what was your impression? Well, I mean, honestly, the the opportunities that we have been afforded through this program are just astronomical, unbelievable. I mean, even to, like seriously, down to the hotels that we stayed at. I mean, when we went to the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, we were smack in the middle of Times Square. I mean, oh, it was sweet. unbelievable. Um, we have we have stayed at some of the most wonderful places that I've ever been, you know, and. I mean, the travel and the accommodations that we have. I mean, uh, I always joke about how the million dollar band uniform is truly your all access pass. Uh, you can kind of get anywhere you want with that. And um, it is, uh, I mean, yeah, the venues that we have gotten to travel to have been absolutely amazing. Um, my favorite stadium, Kyle Field. I got to say, I went to Kyle Field loss in Kyle Field um, a couple years ago, but I will be on my revenge tour. We are going back. Um, <laughs> so I'm looking forward to that. And then I also love the Cotton Bowl. AT&T Stadium, seriously, was that was that was a TV studio football field. <laughs> yeah, Jer Jerry Jones, he did not, I mean, he spared no expense. Uh, I have a friend who, uh, when it was being built, was in cabling, was in like electronics and cabling and, and wiring. He said that Jerry Jerry Jones got so down to the details that the wrapping for the for the uh, for the cords, like obviously this wrapping is plain black, but the wrapping for the cords was wrapped in Dallas Cowboys logos, like unbelievable, just extravagance, really. I want to ask about a, uh, an event that happens every year that many, you know, football football fans recognize it and see it, uh, but really it's the first kind of introduction to the Million Dollar Band every season. Nick Saban brings the freshmen, brings everybody, brings invites the uh, Million Dollar Band over to the practice field and teaches the fight song. Uh, and really my first time in Brian Dean Stadium as a student, you're like, we're scoring and I'm looking around like, oh, what's this song? Oh, I got to learn these words. Uh, obviously, yeah. Alabama has uh, has great cachet, but what does it mean to each of you? And so you'll go first this time. What does it mean to each of you that Nick Saban takes the time? Obviously, he's got a busy schedule and winning is, is paramount, but it uh, takes the time to introduce the band to the football team, the football team to the band, but really the tradition of Yay Alabama and, and, and kind of in a way, celebrate your hard work in the summer uh, to kind of teach everybody the fight song. And and, and he's right there front and center uh, with the words and getting everybody. Here's, here's the sheets and everything. What's that moment or what's that event mean to mean to you guys as, as band members that you guys are really, you know, you're part of the success on the field? Well, I got to say, a lot of the platform that we get um at the university is through the football team, you know, and no matter how well the football team is performing that season, you know, we still hold ourselves to a very high standard. Um, but I will say that getting to be a member of the million dollar band while we're in the Saban era is kind of unreal. Um, and honestly, having the opportunity to be um, in close contact with truly one of the world's greatest leaders. I mean, honestly, um, it's, it is such a privilege and, um, it's, it's, it's just a great feeling. I mean, you should know the fight song of the school that you attend. And I think it creates a great relationship between the band and the football team. You know, we're there to support each other. You know, we help each other out a whole lot. And, um, 
I'm grateful that we had the opportunity to go out there because I had never been to their practice facility before. So it was, it was incredible to get to see that. Brady, you're a big football guy. What's it mean to be teaching Caleb Downs and teaching everybody uh, the fight song as the, the, all the freshmen get the fight song as they're coming in? Man, the biggest thing I learned from it is that these dudes are huge. Like I'm a little five foot eight guy, and I'm standing next to the the guy from what Sweden or Finland. Uh, Ola Selenin. Yeah, Ola Selenin. Yeah, that, that guy's huge. <laughs> I'm like, man, how do people be like? What are they feeding this kid? But yeah, it's just, it's just a really cool experience. I mean, growing up an Alabama fan, I mean, I was at my first tailgate when I was three months old. I was born during football season in 2002, which, you know, if you know anything about Alabama football, 2002, we weren't very good. But I've, I've just always enjoyed it. And I kind of had to pinch myself sometimes and just sit there and take it all in in some of these moments because it's I kind of just don't stop to look around every once in a while just to be able to take it in. It's an experience that, I mean, as a kid, you dream about, and then you're actually here. You're like, is this actually happening? But going to practice and seeing the quarterbacks and seeing Nick Saban just walking around, it, it's just an incredible experience. And teaching them the fight song is something else. I mean, a lot of us that are, grew up Alabama fans have known it since we were a kid. And teaching some of these out-of-state guys the fight song and helping them learn that is something that they can help add to their tradition, as Coach Saban tells us. And, as a lot of y'all know, Coach Saban will come visit us every year, usually on the Wednesday, the Tuesday or Wednesday at band camp. And Jeff Allen usually likes to send uh, over a bunch of Gatorades, these big, like, farm tubs. <laughs> and we get some Gatorade. But, but Coach Saban always gives us the same kind of talk every year about how we're part of the tradition of UA and that when people come out here on game days, they're expecting to see the same old MDB. And we have to uphold that standard. He's, he always talks about standards. And we're no different from the standard. Well, the standard for you guys begins before game day kicks off. Really, you, you set the scene over at Denny Chimes. You set the scene over at the quad. So, Ansley, walk us through a, a game day. Like basically, the last two the last two game days have been evening games. So let's let's stick to that tradition. Let's say it's an evening game because everything's based off the kickoff time. Whoo! Next week it's going to be two thirty, so everything will start earlier for you guys. What is the game day schedule like before you get over to Bryant Denny Stadium and you're marching all, on the field? Absolutely. Well, I mean, I think this last weekend was a really great example of, you know, our schedule. Um, my alarm went off at five o'clock in the morning for a 6.30 p.m. kick. Um, we, I woke up at five o'clock in the morning, got ready, and we were on the quad by 7 a.m. Uh, oh, in full uniform to get ready for college game day, where we played for an hour and a half while they were recording their show. Um, we played for the straight hour and a half, headed back to Butler Field. I literally changed clothes from my band uniform to my practice uniform in the car. <laughs> um, we go straight from changing in the car to our rehearsal went a little bit long. Our rehearsal was two and a half hours on Saturday morning. Um, we then had a two or three, we had a three, three and a half hour long break before we had to be back in uniform again and walking over to the quad for the elephant stomp pep rally. And so during that time, I walked over to the president's mansion to conduct um, the band, a small pet band for a lot of major donors. Uh, actually, one of the actors from Top Gun was there at that party, and it was really cool. Uh, Hangman from Top Gun. <laughs> uh, so that was really neat. And um, so I conducted that pep rally. 
brought the pep band over to go um, play at the Gorgas Steps like we always do. And then we march into the stadium. And then I think I got home at 1230 that night. <laughs> so it, it's definitely a long day. Brady, were you up at 5 a.m. as well? I was. I, uh, I got up and went and parked at South Lawn Parking, which is by the law school. I was I was on campus at five fifty because I went I took the job of going to open up the storage deck for the drums and the tubas that were going to go there, so I was there in uniform, opened it up, got my tuba. I went to Moody, which is where our our locker rooms and our all of our stuff is housed, and we have this little shopette kind of thing. I went and got a little Dunkin' coffee. I, I looked at I said, "Man, I wouldn't need this today. <laughs> There's about to be a long day." But we went out to game day, played like she was saying for about an hour straight, uh, just over and over and over again. By the time we were done, I was drenched. I mean, that that dry fit I had under me was not very dry no more. I'm not gonna lie to you. But we went from that. I went and changed in the locker room, put my stuff up, went and got my clothes on, and then went straight to practice. And we had, like she said, a two and a half hour practice where we just cleaned a lot of stuff and. Uh, like I was saying, just cleaned it. But we came out, had a rest period for about three hours, got some food to eat, and then headed over to the quad where my section, we were up on the Gorgas steps alongside the Piccolos. So I was conducting that to help get the tubas all warmed up. And then we get that, we combine with the Piccolos, and then we do a combined warm up with them. So that's even more conducting, even more sweating. Uh, and then everybody else comes, do elephant stomp for about 10 minutes. Then we form up, get in the parade block, march on into the stadium and hang out for about 15, 20 minutes and then go on for pregame. Well, we're almost at the end of our time, and I really appreciate the discussion we've had with Brady Mitchell and Ansley Bowles, members of the Million Dollar Band, and really we want to celebrate the Million Dollar Band and all the work that they do. Uh, are you guys going to get involved in the soccer season this year? Are you going over to the soccer game tonight? Can we drum up a pep band? I know I'm not in charge, but the ladies are ranked number seven in the country. They have the three or four or five home games left, uh, and really, we're trying to we're trying to win the SEC again. Ansley, you got any pull to get a pep band over to the soccer stadium? I wish I had pull. I don't. <laughs> um, this week is one of our off weeks. Um, we're sending a small pet band to Tampa. So unfortunately, football is still our primary responsibility right now. I don't get to go to Tampa this week, but I'll be going to Kyle Field and to Mississippi State. Um, so right now we don't have the resources to be able to pull together a pet band for soccer. However, we do actively participate with gymnastics, basketball, volleyball, uh, both men's and women's basketball. Um, and, you know, we do some other events just around campus. Like we did one at Capstone Village a couple of weeks ago. So um, I have a feeling that that will probably be in our future. Um, and we last season, we tried to put together a pet band um, to welcome the soccer team back at the airport, I believe. Um, so hopefully that's in our future. You got an extra trumpet around? I can uh, I can I can learn the fight song real quick for you guys. And it's only three. It's only three valves for, for, for a trumpet. Uh, it'll sound terrible. It won't be up to quality, but uh, but you got an extra trumpet. I'll take it over there. 
<laughs> I gotcha. I gotcha. We'll All get right. you hooked up. That's good. That's good. Uh, what do we think about the football season? Obviously, we're, we're Alabama's one and one, and uh, we're all still going to stay behind them no matter what. But you, like you said, going down to South Florida this weekend, Brady, play loud, play proud. What do we think? <laughs> we'll, we'll wrap this up on just some general, you know, some general discussion here. What do we think about the guys bouncing back this weekend? Uh, you got what? Thirty-two point favorite against South Florida, but obviously a lot of the focus is going to be on the SEC schedule the rest of the year. Ole Miss comes to town, that sort of thing, and obviously going out to Kyle Field. What do we think about the results on the field? We're going to bounce back and, and get to uh, get to go play uh, get to go play the million dollar band in the college football playoff. Well, Joe Gator, look at who our coach is. Who's our head coach? Nick Saban. Nick Saban. What happened in 2015? We lost a game in September at home. What did that help uh, us figure out? It helped us figure out who our quarterback was going to be. It helped us figure out that one guy was not that guy and showed us that another guy was that guy by the name of Jacob Coker. Uh, I've been just telling everybody the same thing. It's like, man, until we've lost two games, I still have faith. I mean, I have faith in this team, and they're a really good ball team. I think, honestly, it might show in a couple months that Texas was just really dang good, a really good team. If they're sitting there holding up that Big 12 trophy, they're going to say, yeah. We lost to a really good team, and we just didn't really have it figured out yet. I really have faith in this team that we can complete all of our goals that are set up before us and, you know, have some fun in Houston. Ansley, you have faith? you think we're going to bounce back, or you still got – you have any questions? I refuse to bet against Coach Saban. <laughs> I mean, I, I trust in the GOAT. I really do. Um, I mean – Worse things have happened, you know, like I really thought that it was the end of the world when we lost to Texas A&M and then it wasn't. Um, I thought that it was the end of the world when we lost to LSU. I thought that it was the end of the world when we lost to Tennessee. And, you know, we rarely go into national title years on a clean slate. So I'm just saying I'm keeping my hopes up. Well, I think a lot of us are keeping our hopes up. I'm kind of with you, Brady. Everything is right there in front of us. Uh, we're going to have a special show put together for Lane Kiffin and, uh, and Pete Golding on their return in two weeks. Is there going to be any special music? I don't know. What, what would what would you like? Welcome back. Uh, I, I don't know. Like, uh, what, what music could we play for our old buddies coming back to to Bryant Denny Stadium? Uh, it, it, whatever we decide to play, whatever is on on the slate. Uh, are you excited to see Lane Kiffin going to get some popcorn ready and Pete Golding back in town? We've got a, a new stand tune that we're going to debut then. I'm, just, I'm not going to give you the name of it. Okay, but okay. I'm pretty happy about it. It's not anything to do with Lane Kiffin or them, but it's just sure. a new stand tune that we've come out with. I think that a lot of the students will like especially. Is it Mo Bamba? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is in your repertoire, right? Uh, I don't think so. Oh, I thought that was like a standard. Uh, every band, once that song came out, every band picked it up at Mo Bamba. Well, I really appreciate your time, and, I, and this has been a really informative and, and fun conversation. Let's get out of here by letting everybody know how you can follow the Million Dollar Band. If you want to drop your own social media as, as well, you're welcome to do that. I think we'll have fans uh, excited to follow you guys the rest of the season and into basketball. Going to be, you know, Sweet 16, Final Four, Double SEC Champions. Again, the ladies the ladies basketball team looks very, very, very strong as well. So that's going to keep you, you guys busy through the winter. Tell everybody, Ansley, how they can follow you and how they can follow the Million Dollar Band. Any other, you know, anything that I didn't hit on, anything that you think is important that uh, that we should talk about with the Million Dollar Band or with yourselves? 
Yeah, absolutely. Well, follow me on Instagram. My Instagram is at Ansley underscore bowls. Um, and then our, my million dollar band drum major Instagram account is at MDB drum majors. Um, I really think that you'd be interested to follow that. We do lots of really cool content day, day in the life, um, outfit of the day, stuff like that, just featuring what our days look like. And I think that that would be really fun to follow. There we go, Brady. Yes, sir. So y'all can follow me on Instagram, Facebook, whatever at Brady S Mitchell with two L's, uh, Follow MDB Tubas. That's a, that's the page that I help run for our section. We do a lot of the same things the drum majors do. Just do it a lot more frequently than they do. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> uh, we do day in the life with our section. Uh, we do game day things. We'll we'll take y'all along on the trip to South Florida. And you can also follow the at UA Million Dollar Band on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all those different outlets. Uh, I would just like to say on behalf of the MDB, we appreciate everybody's support. And we really hope to interact with a lot of y'all. We're somebody that's – our organization is a lot more open to the public than football is. Like, you can interact with us a lot more yes, than the football team. Yeah, so if you want to come up and watch our practices, we have open practices uh, from 4 to 5.30 every day. And on game days, we have practices in the morning. So if, you want to, if you're in town or on your morning run or something, you want to come see the MDB, you can see us practice on game day mornings. Just look for us on TV and – so let us know that you've seen us, and we can appreciate all your support. Brady, when are you leaving? For, for when, you, when is your group leaving for uh, for Tampa? Seven a.m. tomorrow. All right, you got some big plans on Friday. I got some friends who let who, who are leaving today. They're going to do a big old Disney World trip, uh, a one day Disney all the all Friday, and then they're going to get back to work on Saturday. Anything fun you're looking to do besides uh, playing loud and besides uh, watching Alabama w- w- win on Saturday? <laughs> Uh, I plan on just sleeping on the bus, catching up on some sleep, <laughs> uh, going down there, trying some food. Uh, I, one of our former section leaders, one of my good friends, he lives down there now. So we're going to go out to eat with him, our section leader group. Uh, plan on doing a little bit of homework. I'm going to try and get a lot of it done tonight, so I don't have to do anything this weekend. But if I if need be, I'll do some homework this weekend. Well, I really appreciate both your time. Ansley Bowles, Brady Mitchell, two of the strongest members of the Million Dollar Band, two leaders on the Million Dollar Band that are leading Alabama, uh, the spirit, uh, in the stadium and outside of the stadium. And really, hopefully, you guys will play all the way through, what, January 10, 14, somewhere in that range. Get you guys to April, hopefully. Well, of course. Uh, yes, yes. Yeah, we'll, we'll flip over the to the final April. four. Oh, my gosh, Brady. Don't tease me. Don't tease me. Oh, goodness gracious. I hope it's a massive success for everyone, all the, all the teams, so you guys can play in all the great venues. I really appreciate your time today. So thank you for having thank us. Thank you for having us. No problem. I appreciate that. That's Brady Mitchell. That's Ansley Bowles joining us today. And you guys got a different look at the Alabama athletics program. I really appreciate that. They're just as bad. Look, everybody everybody celebrates the free throw shooters. Everybody celebrates the offensive linemen, this and the other. And, of course, they deserve their celebration as well. But you heard it right there. The Million Dollar Band, they were up at 5 a.m. on Saturday. They played till midnight on Saturday. They were in the heat of the Tuscaloosa summer all, all summer long. 
three a days during summer. Oh my gosh, I couldn't go outside for more than 15 minutes during Tuscaloosa summer. It was that brutal. Like it was, you walk outside to take the trash out. By the time you come back in, you got to go get the towels. And these these folks are out there really, really exerting their energy, really mastering their steps. If you haven't seen the Alabama pregame program, it's classic. You get the roll tide on one side, they flip it and do it on the other side. They really set the tone for Alabama game day. And this year, the, the, the halftime show, very uh, superhero themed. I heard, uh, look, the Batman theme, you get a million dollar, uh, you get a Mission Impossible theme, you get uh, Guardians of the Galaxy theme, di- di- different uh, different songs played during halftime, and they do a great, great job, so I really appreciate their time. What we're going to do from tomorrow, we're going to wrap the, sh- the week up. We're all going to get ready for South Florida. I'm not going to Tampa, but a lot of the Bama Central members are. You're going to see Katie Windham, Austin Hannon, Blake Byler, Matthew Gibson, and Will Miller all heading down to Tampa. So make sure you're following them. Follow Bama Central at Bama Central on the social media machines, and they'll keep keep you abreast of all the coverage and everything that needs to happen down there. I believe I've got it in the works to talk to a USF uh, writer. So hopefully tomorrow that's going to be the theme of the show to talk all USF football. Talk about the South Florida Bulls. They're integrating a new first-year head coach. They are running the Tennessee scheme. So we want to get a little taste of Tennessee, but Tennessee football, it's going to be right there on a plate on Saturday. So hopefully we will catch up with a USF rider tomorrow to uh, get to know the South Florida Bulls. They hit the transfer portal very, very hard. They're one and one already this year. So we're going to get to know them. I know it's a 32 point favorite. But you know, Coach Saban, the line doesn't matter. We're going to have to, uh, Alabama's going to have to play well and start to uh, really figure out some of the things that were uh, that were broken on Saturday because just as we teased in the episode, Lane Kiffin and Pete Golding are coming to Tuscaloosa next week, 2.30 game. So uh, really, the season's right there in front of us. But the urgency, the sense of urgency is at an all-time high right here in Tuscaloosa. So hopefully we will hear from a USF writer tomorrow. I think I have that lined up. I don't want to say 100% who it is and if it's locked in, but I think it's going to happen for you guys. So thank you all so much for watching the Joe Gaither Show on YouTube, Facebook, on Twitter. You're listening to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and on Amazon. We're proud part of the Bama Central Broadcasting Network. We appreciate Bama Central and we love them so much. I love working for, for, for Chris Walsh. You can follow Chris Walsh at Writing Walsh on the social machines and we will uh, we'll be back with more tomorrow on the Joe Gaither show right here on Bama Central and MSCentral.com.